God. And so St. Luke, the second chapter, and actually verses 4 through 14, we will be discussing. But I want to, from a man, the scripture text today, I want to just deal uh, with, for a few moments, the subject matter, the night of miracles, the night of <clears throat> miracles, the night of miracles. Uh, let me start off by saying that all of history have had been moving toward that night. And when I say that night, I'm speaking of the night that's recorded in the second chapter of the book of St. Luke. All the roads of scripture uh, wound toward Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph had come only from Nazareth, but the ages had been waiting for them to arrive. When you glance at verses one through five, amen, in the text, I cannot help but to see the providential hand of the almighty God, amen, because when you look there, you will see the providential decree. There was there was a decree. It was God given. It was God inspired. Amen. And it was it was a divine decree. Amen. And there was a a promise that needed actually to be fulfilled. Amen. And that and the promise was recorded there in the book of Micah, the fifth chapter, verse number two, where Micah had uh, declared that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. When you look at what Micah the prophet says, he said, but thou Bethlehem, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet one of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Now, you have to understand that this promise, this promise was given 700 years before the birth of Christ, and it was foretold it foretold his birthplace. Now, even though during the days of Jesus, during the times, many in Jesus's lifetime did not understand. They did not understand what was going on. And so therefore, God, even though they did not understand, some could not conceive uh, the words, amen, but God still had his providential hand in uh, all of this. And even though there was a promise, how many of you all know that oftentimes God, he'll make a promise, but oftentimes there always seems to be a problem. Now, 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 don't get me wrong. The problem is not with God, but it seems as though whenever the hand of God is on your life, you all know I'm telling the truth, God, he has spoken some things in your life. And it just seemed like it hasn't come to pass yet, but you've had uh, uh, more problems since he spoke that word into your life. And that's the way the enemy, that's the way the enemy tries uh, 
to distract us. That's the way he tries to get us. You know, God has placed something down in your heart and the devil is trying everything that he possibly can to try to hinder and try to detour you from, from the promises that God have made to you. And then there was, there was a problem even in, in this instance. The problem was that the prophet said that the Messiah would come from Bethlehem. But Joseph and Mary, they were living in Nazareth. And you know, it, 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 it probably never entered uh, their minds to even go to Bethlehem. You know, travel was hard and treacherous in those days. You didn't just catch a flight and fly first class. You, you, you just they didn't even have an Uber to take them. And fact of the matter is, an 80-mile trip would have been terribly hard on an expected mother. But you have to understand, because God was in it. Uh, Joseph was of the house of David. Bethlehem was uh, the city of David. And so God arranged all these things uh, to ensure that his son would be born uh, in the right place at the right time. I, I, I need y'all to understand that, that, that God knows, uh, and how many of y'all know God will set up the right place at the right time. Amen. He even used, God even used, uh, he even used a pagan empire. In other words, uh, a royal leader to do his uh, will. And so, and so a night of miracles, a night of miracles had long been uh, on heaven's calendar. You need to understand it didn't just happen in, in the second chapter of the book of St. Luke. It was on heaven's calendar uh, many, many, many years uh, before it took place. Angels, in fact, they look forward to their appointments. Words of the prophets awaited fulfillment. The baby in Mary's womb would soon light up uh, the night. Well, somebody may be asking, Pastor, what were the miracles uh, of Christmas? I'm glad that you asked, because when I look at verses uh, one through seven, verses one through seven, the first thing uh, that I see is, uh, I see the miracle of the humble birth, the miracle of the humble birth. You see, Christ, Christ comes down from heaven to a stable. He enters the world from the womb of a virgin. And so you know what? Uh, 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 this is a baby's world at this time. And the reason I said that it was the baby's world because it was made by him. Did you all know that St. John 1 and 10 declared that he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. And so he came to redeem us uh, only for his world to reject him. Can you believe the same people 
that he came to redeem, that he came to set free from the bondage of sin. Those same people, they rejected him. And consider, if you will, the contrast of his condescension. I noticed that from the fragrance of heaven to the stench of the stable, from the worship of angels to rejection by the innkeeper, from the songs of the saints to the brain of donkeys, from a robe of royalty to wrappings of rags, from a mansion in heaven to a manger on earth. He came down to save a wretch like you and me. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that he came. He didn't have to do it, but he did. In fact, Matthew 1 21 says, and she shall bring forth a son and what thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that I'm saved. I'm just wondering if there's anybody that's listening. You're glad that you're saved. You know that 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 you know a million times that you are saved. You've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And you thank God that he came down 42 generations to save a wretch like you. I don't know about you, but I once was an outcast without hope on this earth. I was born of the covenant. I was an alien by birth, but I've been adopted into the royal family of God, and I've been sealed by the power of God, and Jesus is uh, my big brother, and we are heirs, and we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Why? It's all because uh, of the miracle of the humble birth. Had he not been born, he could not have died. It all started right there with his humble birth. Well, as I preach too long here today, if you glance at verses 8 through 14, not only do I see the miracle of the humble birth, but I also see the miracle of the heavenly host is right there in the text. I'm going to preach the Bible because angels, whether you know it or not, angels have been busy since the fullness of time has come. The fact of the matter is, Gabriel, the angel, he visited Zechariah and Mary. You remember the angel of the Lord, uh, hallelujah, how he advised uh, Joseph in a dream. And so now angels will carry their message uh, to the Judean hillside uh, where Rachel's tomb uh, was located. He's going to carry it where Samuel had anointed David to be king. He's going to carry it where uh, Ruth had gleaned in the fields uh, of Boaz. Shepherds must 
be notified of the Savior's birth. You have to understand that when, hallelujah, the angel appeared unto the uh, shepherds, you have to understand that these men were engaged in the business of life. They were doing what they felt they needed to do to provide for their families and for themselves. They were just shepherds leading the flock, feeding the flock. They were watering and uh, they were protecting uh, the flock. They were just busy living their lives. It did not matter that they were raising lambs to be sacrificed in the temple because they themselves were social outcasts. Their work kept them away from the temple for weeks at a time. The nature of their work caused them to be ceremonially defiled. And as they moved about the country tending to their flocks. They were often accused of being thieves. And so shepherds were considered unreliable and were not allowed to give testimony in court. And so these men noticed they were just dirty, defiled sinners. These men had no hope. No one, not even the religious elite cared about these men. They were lost and destined to hell. And even though these men were social outcasts, even though they were considered defiled by organized religion, and even though they were the kind of men that you would never trust with anything of value, I got to paint the picture here because these were the very men who received the good news of the Savior's birth. Notice who got the good news. You know, we have a way of picking and choosing who we want to include and who we want to exclude. But we learn today in Bible discovery that God, he sent his son so that he can include everybody. How many of y'all know nobody is left out? And I keep telling y'all, as long as your son, as long as your daughter, my God, have breath in their body, there is still, there's still hope. You can't tell God when to appear. You cannot tell God when to move and how to move. And God chooses, my God, to move at his own time, and he chooses whomever to speak to that he desires to speak to. When you look down at verse 8, let's go to the Bible. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. When you look at the second chapter, verse number 8, it says, and there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, watch over, keep keeping watch over their flock by night. Well, first you have to understand that these fellas, they were faithful 
to their calling. They were faithful to their job because did you not know that nighttime was a dangerous time for shepherds to be watching over their flock. Uh, that's when that's when the flock was more vulnerable. That's when uh, they were more prey to the enemy. And so the shepherd, uh, he was they were faithful watching over their flock. And then notice because of their faithfulness. My God, I see something in this text. You guys need to understand God honors faithfulness. And guess what? It don't matter how, 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 how faithful you think that you are. You got to avail yourself to the service of God. It don't matter how good you can sing if can't nobody depend on you to sing. It don't matter how good you can teach, no matter how good you can preach, if you're never available to do it. God is looking for availability. And because these shepherds were faithful at doing what they would normally do, the Bible says, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. That's in verse number nine. And then it says, my God, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. You have to understand you in the night, some of y'all, you'd be scared if you were walking in your house and somebody shined a light on you. You're going to turn around. You're going to look. Some of y'all are going to grab your, your taser. <clears throat> That's as far as I'm going to go with you grabbing stuff. But y'all, you know, any light that comes upon you, it's going to cause uh, you to fear. Even, uh, my God, it's an unexpected, uh, it was an unexpected light. And so they were so afraid. And then when you look at verse number 10, it says, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to, notice, all people, not just a select group of individuals, but he said it's going to be to all people. And then he gives them the good news, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And so guess what? The shepherds received an invitation from heaven to go and meet a Savior. And guess what they did? They accepted that invitation and they were saved. You see, religion had no place for them. Society had no place for them. But God Almighty, he put them into his plan. God had a place in his grace and in his love for those dirty, defiled sinners. Aren't you glad that God had a place for you. How many of your yard, you ain't always been saved. You haven't always been in love with Jesus. You haven't always sang in the choir. I haven't always preached the gospel message, but I'm glad today that God had a place just for me. Somebody ought to shout, I'm glad that God had a place. And if you are saved today, God had to save you from something. 
And we don't want to unmute and tell what God had to save you from. But thank God from sinking sand, he lifted me with a mighty outstretched hand. God saved me. Many of us, we were too mean to live and we wasn't fit to die. We was on our way to eternal hell and damnation. But I'm glad that Jesus, he lifted me. Somebody, you ought to put those hands together and you ought to thank God that he took a dirty, defiled sinner just like you and he saved you. And how many of y'all know that same Jesus that saved you? He's got the power, amen, to save, still save and to deliver. He has power to set every captive free. He has power to loose the bound. He has power to drive out the enemy. He has power to break every chain, to break every shackle. He has the power, my God, to save because the blood still works and it will never lose its power. And so God had a place. God had a place in his grace and in his love. And he still has a place. I don't know who I'm talking to, but don't give up on nobody. Don't give up on nobody. I don't care what they're experiencing right now. Don't give up on them because God is still, he's still in control. And then when you look at the 13th, and the 14th verses. Yeah, it's in the Bible. Can I preach the Bible here today? Notice what it says. It says, and suddenly, oh my God, I like that word suddenly. It says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You have to understand when, I, when, when you read that, I want you to picture in your mind a great heavenly choir was assembled with the angel to accompany the angel's announcement with a great song. It says, suddenly, heavenly appearance. Hallelujah. Somebody, that's what you need. You need to know that it don't take God long to work. You just keep on trusting him. You just keep on believing him. Because how many of y'all know God has some suddenly moments in store for you? My God, my God. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God said, I've seen your tears. I've, I've seen what you've gone through. If you just hold on, if you just hold on, you're waiting for a certain day. You're waiting on a certain time. But God said, I know how to move suddenly. Somebody ought to shout suddenly. Because somebody, you need a sudden miracle. Somebody, you need a sudden healing. Some of y'all need a sudden financial blessing. Some of y'all need a sudden, oh, somebody ought to shout suddenly. Because I stop back here to tell you that that's the way God moves if he choose to move. The Bible says suddenly they appeared unto them. And you have to understand that sudden heavenly appearances exhorts us to always be ready spiritually. You can't live any kind of way and then expect the suddenly. Oh, y'all ain't ready for this today. You can't walk any kind of way and expect the suddenly. You can't talk any kind of way and expect the suddenly. You got to align yourself with the will of God. 
They was at the right place at the right time. Just think, just think. And I got to move on here, but I'm feeling my help coming. Just think had they taken off work that day. Just think had they gone on vacation that day. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. They would have missed out on the plan of the almighty God. Hey, you got to be at the right place at the right time. And then God will give you your suddenly. You don't know when your suddenly going to come. It could be during your private prayer time. It could be during Bible discovery hour. It could be during Tuesday night uh, uh, pastoral teaching night. It could be on Thursday Zoom for senior. The devil will say that you ain't a senior. But Lord, if it's your word, I need a suddenly. Oh, I'm just wondering if there's anybody. I'm trying to move on. But is there anybody that needs a suddenly in your life? You need God to show up. And not only do I need God to show up, but I need God to show up. And how many of y'all know God said, I'll do it for you. Let me calm down. He says, call on me. Just call on me. God said, I will answer you. And not only will I answer you, but I'll show you great and marvelous thing. And I've come here to let somebody know you haven't seen nothing yet. Your eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither have it appeared unto the hearts of men. What good thing God has in store for them that love him. And my testimony here today is, God, I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I love you with all of my soul. I love you with all of my might. In the midst of this pandemic, God, I love you. In the midst of hurt, in the midst of pain, somebody ought to tell the Lord, God, I love you. I don't always understand you, but I still love you because I know you are a God who can declare suddenly. He can declare it suddenly, suddenly. My God, that's why we got to be ready spiritually. Watch, watch, my brothers and my sisters. Keep your eyes open. Less coming suddenly, he find you sleeping. Some of y'all need to wake up. You're sleeping in dangerous times. Now is not the time to be asleep. Now is not the time to be distracted. Now is not the time. God says, hey, I got some suddenly that I need to, I need to put on you. Suddenly the, those shepherds, my God, they saw a light. Hallelujah. But notice something. They saw a host praising God. Well, I always told y'all, he don't need our praise. I'm trying to close. He don't need your praise. When the pastor say praise him, he don't need that praise. Y'all need to understand every opportunity that God gives you to clap those hands, every opportunity that God gives you to raise those hands, every opportunity that God gives you to say hallelujah, to say glory to be to God, you ought to be saying it. There's somebody right now lying in the ICU, and I guarantee you if they had another chance, to tell God, thank you. They would tell him, thank you. They, believe me, my brothers and my sister, there are people who are suffering right now with this horrible COVID-19 that wish they could have the strength to give God the best dance that they could possibly give him. Oh, my God, we need to watch. Let's watch. Let's watch. Let's our suddenly come upon us and we find ourselves sleeping. We find ourselves so wrapped up and tied up in what's going on around us. I rebuke the spirit 
of depression. I rebuke the oppression. I rebuke the spirit of bondage. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And it's with joy that we draw waters from the wells of salvation. Jesus Christ, he is born. Well, let me close. Let me close. Hallelujah. Let me close. Because it was a night to remember. But one more thing I see. My God, in this text, I see that the miracle, that the miracle of God's works, uh, of God's work in the hearts of men, the miracle of God's work in the hearts of men. Yes, yes. Read the text. Yes. Caesar Augustus may have issued his decree for the taxing, but not as a lucky coincidence that resulted in Jesus being born in Bethlehem. Neither was it a mere inconvenience for the people of Israel. You have to understand it was a divine decree. It was divine providence that caused this royal decree. Hallelujah. And if you are saved, I need to tell somebody, if you are saved, you are under divine providence. Hallelujah. Stop listening to everybody else. You are under divine providence. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye the voice of the Lord. Because watch this. When you are under divine providence, this text even let me know that, my God, empires are easily moved to fulfill God's will. I said empires are, my God, easily moved to fulfill God's will. What are y'all worrying about? What's happening in the White House? Don't worry about, hallelujah, the transitions between the president. Don't worry about y'all stressing. What is he going to do? I don't care what he does. He's under divine. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And the heart of my God, the king, is in God's hand. God is the only one that can cause empires to easily move, be moved. Hallelujah. To fulfill God's will. Y'all quit picking and choosing who you think God can use and who he can't use. Y'all ain't going to help me. Hallelujah. Y'all quit picking. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I was I was sitting here last night and I was contemplating. I wanted to hear silent night, holy night. I'm going to say it. And all this come, all this bright. Y'all know this song. And I was listening from different people, different versions of the song. But, but, but Diane, I wanted, you know, close to the original as possible. And so I went on one person. And they were silent night, holy night. I, I said, no, no, no. I, I, I don't want the saints to think that I was playing a jukebox machine. And then I went to somebody else. It was even worse. And then I played the one I played today. I'm getting ready to tell y'all something. I played that one. And as I was sitting there, oh, it blessed my heart. I just could visualize being there on that night. Oh, when I say it blessed me, it blessed me. And then when I looked at who was singing it, I had to go in and ask Sister Teresa 
I said, who is this lady? She's going to sing Silent Night. Guess who she told me? I know I'm going to pronounce the name wrong. Uh, it was Mariah Carey. Uh-oh, did I say it right? Mariah Carey. And she said, you know, she's a worldly singer. I said, that's all right, because when you get on here to worship God, you don't focus on the creature. You pay attention to what the words are saying. Her words bless me. I know some of y'all would have put me in hell. You'd have signed off if you knew who that was. But I stopped back here to let y'all know that God uses whomever he desires to use. Oh, somebody ought to put those hands and bless God. Mariah Carey, she might not come, amen, in the flesh and do praise and worship, but she sure blessed my heart this morning. Somebody ought to say, thank God for the blessing, because when God moves, he took them dirty shepherds, he took them defiled shepherds, and guess what he did? He made evangelists out of them. Uh Uh-oh, y'all didn't know that. He made some evangelists out of them. It's right there in the 15th through the 20th verse. Y'all missed it. It says that it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And notice verse 16, and I'm closing. It says, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when, hallelujah, they had seen it, uh, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. They went out preaching. I don't care what y'all say. They went out teaching. Now watch this, watch this, because it's interesting to me. Dr. Holly, is very interesting to me that they had enough by what they were told. And then when they saw the baby, they had enough to go out, it's right there, and made known abroad the saying which was told them. Some of y'all been saying sanctified. Feel me on the little side that time. Hallelujah, speaking an unknown tongue. You don't have revelations, hallelujah. Inspiration and everything else. And you still have trouble telling somebody else about the good news. Oh, I'm going to let that sink in. It don't matter. All they did was they just saw the baby. The text don't even say they got a chance to hold the baby. The text don't even say that the baby said, get, get, goo, goo. All it said, (laughs) read the text, y'all, that when they saw, when they saw, Uh, The baby lying in the manger. They made haste. They got up. They began to go and tell everybody. Oh, and all that they had heard. Verse number 18, it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary, I want y'all to see something here. Oh, there's so much in this. I got to go. But Mary, notice on Mary, (laughs) she kept all these things. Mm. and pondered them in her heart. Could you imagine how overwhelmed she was? (laughs) Y'all, could you imagine the joy? I mean, she just, her life was almost like on a roller coaster. She was trying to believe God. Come on here, somebody. But at the same time, I could just imagine she being ridiculed in the whole nine yards. 
Mary didn't say nothing. But look at verse number 20. It says, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was, watch this, as it was told them, they went glorifying. Say, Luke, we got something to glorify God about. We have something to magnify God about. Hallelujah. We got something to praise God about. But I, I noticed something else, that the excitement of the hour, the excitement of the hour could have caused the shepherds to forsake their sheep. But they had their calling. And though they were privileged by God to see and hear angels and the Christ child, this great privilege did not exempt them from their daily duties. And I need to let y'all know that spiritual blessings do not make us impractical or irresponsible. I'm going to say it again. It's right there in the text. I don't care how much God is using you. I don't care how many dreams you have. I don't care how he's speaking through you and around you and to you. Spiritual blessings never make us impractical or irresponsible. They went back to tending to the sheep. And so the scripture says, the wise men journeyed far following the star because Christ our Savior was born. That was the greatest miracle of all times is that Christ Jesus was born. And I got good news for somebody. Miracles will continue. Miracles will continue. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Like the shepherds, many will come to Jesus. Don't give up because like the wise men, many will worship him. And I have one question for everybody. Have you become one of the miracles of Christmas? I'm a miracle of Christmas. I said, I'm a miracle of Christmas. The fact that he saved me, it took a miracle. You know, the song to put the stars in place. But then he said, but when he saved my soul, that was a miracle. And I thank God for his miracle. And guess what? There's a miracle that yet awaits you. Because you are his child, there's a miracle that yet await you. God is not through blessing you. There's a miracle awaiting you. Your miracle. Put your name on it, y'all. Your miracle awaits you. Now, God, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your tender mercy. God, I share with your people what you placed on my heart to share with them today. God, I thank you because we believe in miracles. Thank you because of the miracle, hallelujah, of, of your humble your humble birth. God, we thank you. Thank you for the miracle of the heavenly host, God. 
we thank you for the miracle, oh God, of your work in the hearts of men. And God, we know that you're still working in the hearts of men. And it is my prayer that those that don't know your darling son, Jesus, as their personal savior, God, that you would draw them before it's too late. They cannot come unless you draw them. God, please draw them before it's too late. Save from the guttermost to the utmost in the name of Jesus. God, once again, I pray those that know sickness, work a miracle. Hallelujah. Work a miracle. Somebody stand in need of a miracle, God. A miracle in their body. Heal in the name of Jesus. You are our healer. Healing is a children's bread. Do it, God, as I pray. Touch them in the name of Jesus. Because somebody's heart is heavy. Somebody's bereaved. Someone has had a loss. Be their comfort. Be their guide in the name of Jesus. Wrap your comforting love all around them. Soothe, oh God. Mm, give them strength during this time in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we praise you and we magnify your great name. This is our prayer. We pray in Jesus' name. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Somebody put their hands together. 